Hello and welcome to another episode of our Brothers Creed podcast where we talk about motivation, experiences, and exploring what the world has to offer. We're the Thomas Brothers. I'm Ethan. And I'm Jared. And today we have an awesome podcast for you guys today talking about overcoming failures. So it's going to be a good one. Let's do it. All right. You can't climb the ladder of success with your hands in the pocket. We will not go quietly into the night. They tell me you're a man with true grit. I am the one who knocks. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! That's how winning is done. Okay, so today we're talking about overcoming failure. Uh, have you ever ever failed at something before? Actually, I had a really hard time with this episode. I've never failed with anything my whole life. I've just been smooth sailing. Oh, you actually, too? you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, one of the I'll start. With, I'll start. I'll start off with a good quote. Okay. One of my favorite quotes is, and this is by an anonymous person. Actually, no, it's not. It's by Franklin D. Roosevelt. A smooth sea never made a skilled sailor. I like that quote. I like it because you know, if if life was just easy and just cruised on through life and nothing ever happened then you would never really grow and you'd never really have any experiences and you'd never be like a seasoned sailor, kind of, so to say. Yeah, you know how to navigate rough waters, which yeah. which will come. Indeed. Yeah. So, uh, you know, th- this episode is, is kind of something that I feel like is, has been on the books for quite a while. I mean, since, since we first started, it's been one of the ones that we wanted to, uh, to talk about. Uh, yeah, I think that there's such like a weird... And in society... I feel like maybe society is coming around a little bit more now for people to try things. I feel like there's this really growing entrepreneurial culture out there where it's like you can try something and fail. That's okay. And like do it while you're young because you have less at risk. And like, especially with, you know, people like Gary Vee and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that's become much more popular. And I think it's a good thing because sometimes people can be racked by, by, by the, the idea that they failed in the past and, and, you know, there's there's so much around that, and also just persevering through something to be uh, to achieve what you want to achieve. So yeah, hundred percent. You know, I, I guess you know way back when, whenever it was like you uh, you graduate, you might go to college, you might not, but the whole thing was to land a, a secure job working for for Ford for the next forty years and get your pension and maybe as secure as possible. Which <laughs> it's not particularly like that anymore. Um, oh, you work for forty. You work for thirty nine and a half years, and they lay you off. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, th- I, I think one of my wife's uncles is in that situation. He was in that situation. He was just about to retire from like a from his career at like a, one of those car companies, and yep. they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna have to let you go." He's like, "I got a half a year left." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, it's just really interesting, and and um, you know, this isn't failure isn't something new to our generation, but it's something that um, maybe is more. Um, is 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 talked about um, and maybe it's just because with the introduction of social media people have more of a platform to uh, talk about things and to share their experiences and um, uh, re- really kind of you know moving forward and, and helping that potentially to to overcome some of those failures well I feel like that's actually only been recently mm-hmm. I feel like at the onset of social media it was almost like you only showed the best part of your life and it was like and and especially like with Instagram, it was like, oh, this is I have the perfect life, I have the perfect everything, and I think a lot of people kind of saw through that, and they're like, I don't want that fakeness anymore. But really, you're like masterly in debt, and you've got, yeah, you know, your marriage is falling apart, and you're all this sort of kind of stuff. But it's like you have the perfect family and perfect life and perfect house and everything on. Yeah, my wife was just yeah. telling me the other day about these bloggers who they're like, you know, this girl's like, oh, I had the perfect marriage, and like we are so. 
you know, she gives like, uh, she's a, like a sex therapist or something like that. And she talks about, you know, how her husband, her and her husband are a perfect marriage and they're the ideal marriage. And then they just got divorced. And, and it's, it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's, now there's more of a push forward towards authenticity than just being fake. Uh, yeah. Cause everybody has struggles and there's nothing wrong with saying like, yeah, I'm struggling in this aspect or I've struggled here or there. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Whereas so, so previously it was like, I think I was seen as a weakness. Whereas now I think it's seen as being honest. Yeah, hundred percent. So, really, kind of a little bit of the path or the the process of what we want to talk about through uh, overcoming failure is kind of how it's seen. We've talked a little bit about it, but uh, what is the purpose of failure? Does does it does it have a purpose in our life, and what can we what can we redirect it as? Um, and then how can we overcome it, and how can we move forward? Um, we, we each kind of put together some some stories, some personal stories, as well as some stories from history or from um, things that we've seen that have been motivating to us um, in in overcoming some of our our, our own personal failures. So, um, I'll start out with uh, this is this is one that's it's very simple, but actually I think it's kind of cool because it like so so WD forty right yeah um, is uh, you know a water lubri- displacement yeah test water 40. displacement yeah and so basically the whole process behind that was that it took. Um, 39 iteration reiterations of the formula to get this specific formula that, you know, this degreaser and rust protection thing solvent. Correct. You know, they went through 39 different iterations and over years and years of trial and error and, and, you know, putting it on stuff and trying to figure out how it works. And then finally on their 40th try, they figured it out and then they like put it into the name. This is WD 40. It's like, this is the, the, the successful one was 40. <laughs> um, not that they knew that 40 was going to be the number, but, but hey, I, it worked I out. I heard so. some kind of, you, you researched this, so let me know, but I had heard that there was like some type, it was some type of NASA thing that they were doing that for, and that they were trying to do some type of water displacement uh, for some kind of NASA thing, and they were like, oh, this was just test number 40, didn't do what we wanted, threw it out, but it was like actually, oh, hey, this is actually pretty valuable. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, I, I think I heard something. There's a lot of different stories behind it. I have heard that story before, but I'm not sure if it's, oh. I'm not sure if it's actually what it Either was. Either way, it's but. pretty cool though that, you know, it's like, hey, this is not a failure. This is, if it was just thrown out as something that didn't work exactly for the way they wanted and they still used it, that's a success. And then if it's, even if it was, they persevered through 30 tries and they're like, hey, found what we wanted. Yeah, and, 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 you know, even just getting into that story, if that if, if that's actually how it happened, like you said, even if that wasn't the intended use for it and it didn't work on what they wanted, it still works on something else. Yeah. And so it wasn't a, a failure. It just wasn't successful for exactly what they wanted it to be successful for. Yeah. Um, which is just a redirect. And that's one of the things that, that you know, we'll talk about moving forward. But uh, you, you shared a quote and I, um, there's another quote that, uh, that I liked, <clears throat> um, and, and it has to kind of go with um, one of the principles that I think go hand in hand with with failure is hard work. Um, you know, sometimes people work and work and work and work, and it still doesn't work out. Right? They yep. put forth the effort and they do all they can do, and you know what? It doesn't work out. Um, mm-hmm. But when it, if it doesn't work out then it it's a, a cool opportunity to be able to um uh kind of recollect yourself and and turn and, and and figure something else out. So the quote is it's a it's a Latin proverb. It says, 
If the wind will not serve, take to the oars. So yeah, uh, I just kind of like that. It's like, well, if if it's not if everything's not honky dory and going your way, and the wind's not blowing in the perfect direction, even though you want to get to your right destination, try something different. You know, put the oars in the water and and row. Yeah, and um, so I just kind of thought that was cool. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, let me share one too. Uh, okay. There, Albert Einstein said, "A person who has never made a mistake, or excuse me, a person who never made a mistake never tried anything new." So it's like, you know, a failure. Like, what is a failure? Someone who just sits at home and does absolutely nothing, and like never tries anything. How does that compare against the guy who tried to go out, out and maybe start a business or tried a new hobby and just didn't like it or tried something new or tried to go dancing with his wife and was just like, hey, you know what? This is not my thing or kept stepping on her toes, you know, that is like trying those things and like being vulnerable is is how you grow. And in, in my mind's like in my mind, it's not trying to do those things and not exposing yourselves to new things. That is the true failure and the true tragedy uh, in life. I mean, obviously not exposing yourself to everything. I mean, there's plenty of bad, bad things out there, but uh, but still. Yeah, I agree. Never trying, I guess, is the true failure. Yeah. Um, it, one time um, um, in a, a job that I had, uh, I was talking with my manager and we were talking about... Um, promotions and the next level and everything else. And, uh, you know, I, um, I, I was like, Oh, I'm ready. You know, like I'm ready to go. I'm ready for the next one. Um, I'm ready for the next level. But, um, he, uh, we, we got to talk in and, and, um, he was like, you know, well, what about this? And asking me a bunch of questions. And, and I didn't know the answers to all the questions. I was like, well, I'm a dang, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not as ready as I thought. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but it was kind of funny cause then he turned around and he said, he said, Ethan, I think you're ready too. He's like, I just wanted to ask you all those questions that he said, I don't even know the answers to most of those <laughs> questions. And he was like, don't let perfection, uh, Im- impede or don't let, don't let perfection get in the way of progression. Yep, exactly. And, uh, he was like, I know you're a hard worker. I know you're going to get it done and I know you can do it. Even if you, if it takes time to learn or whatever else, then, then, uh, you can still do it. And so, um, that was something that, that I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah, and this yeah. is kind of a build up to uh, not failure in that situation, but it's you know the, the, these these stories are kind of build up to you know getting to the point of okay, well, once we get to failure, where do you go from there? Yeah, yeah. That's that's I like that I like that saying. Why don't you share some stories? So we've each, what we've done we we've each kind of researched. Uh, this is some stories that we've liked about failure just generally in the world. And then we've also got some personal stories to share. So why don't you go ahead and share some okay. one of your stories? So uh, this story maybe is a bit of a stretch. It's a, a make-believe story, but okay, it's it's it really was impactful on me. And as we get further into the podcast and we share some of our personal experiences, then uh, I, th- I think it'll be more apparent too. So, um, But in the, um, the last Avengers movie, so Avengers Endgame, Right, remember, uh, so Thor, right? He, uh, do you remember what happened? So in in yeah. the Avengers, Spoiler, hold on, hold on. Spoiler alert. Okay, these <laughs> movies are like four years old, so <laughs> you should be good. So uh, in the previous movie, uh, in Infinity War, Avengers: Infinity War, Thor had um, killed Thanos, or no, he he oh, had uh, he had 
uh, come to basically he was trying to stop Thanos from killing half of all life in the whole. And he galaxy. came in with that axe and he got right yep. into his chest. Came in with the axe and he threw it into his chest, and um, then Thanos uh, snapped and said, or he said, "You should have gone for the You should have went for the head." Yeah. And then he snapped and it, and it, and he killed all uh, half of the half life. of the entire. In all the universe. Yeah, life and all the I universe. just watched that like two days ago, so. Yeah. Very fresh in my mind. And so, in Thor, so Thor made a mistake, right? He should have gone for the head. And I was watching this thing that said he, he could have gone for the head easily, but he wanted was, to talk him out. It was, it was kind of a pride thing for Thor to, you know, to hit him in the chest with the axe instead of the head, and so it was kind of more of like a, you know, I control you type thing. Um, yeah, and he went slowly kind of pushing it yeah, in. Yeah, trying to push, yeah. Um, but this just destroyed Thor. Right, and so in the, the the next movie, the End Game, he is just depressed like crazy. He's uh, he's gained a bunch of weight, and he's just like cooped up in his house, and and is like shirking all of his responsibilities as the king of Asgard. And um, you know, obviously, there's a lot that's happened to him. His whole planet or his whole world got destroyed, and lots of people died, and everything else. But it's just this this one thing that he can't get over. You know, his he I, I should have hit I should have went for the head. I should have killed him. I should have done this. And um and you struggle with that. So rounding that that out, that's a little preface for an endgame when they go back in time mm-hmm. and his job is to go back to Asgard from years ago to get one of the infinity stones. And um he runs into his mom. Yeah. And his mom is there and um, she's like, you're not the, you're not my Thor. Yeah. And he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, what are you wearing? And he's like, I always wear this. He's in like a robe and like, <laughs> you know, and, and, um, and he's like, yeah, I'm totally lying. I'm from the future. Um, but she's talking to him and he sits down with her and he basically tells her what we just talked about, you know, yeah. that he messed up and that he, he said, uh, he said, I feel like an idiot with an ax. And she says to him and, and, I'm sharing this because I really liked this part and it kind of motivated me. But she says to him, she says, uh, an idiot, no, but a failure, yes. And he goes, well, that's kind of harsh. And she goes, um, she goes, but you know what that makes you? Just like everyone else. And, um, you know, he says, well, I'm not supposed to be like everyone else. And, and then she goes on to say, everyone fails at who they're supposed to be. But the measure of a person or a hero is how well they succeed at being who they are. Um, I, I really like that. I kind of compared that to, I don't know, for example, being perfect, right? We're supposed to be perfect. But we can't possibly be perfect in every way because we are imperfect beings. Um, but that is the end goal. So we can't be exactly what we're supposed to be, but we need to be, we need to succeed at being the best person we are and who we are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that kind of goes back to our creed, right? We need to succeed at being who we are and who are we? Well, we are defined by our creed in our actions. Yeah. And, um, and that to me was kind of, he got, he got a little emotional and then it, it, it was kind of motivation to him that his mom was telling him this and saying, you know, kind of, you know, it happens to everyone. Get over it, you know, regain your composure. She told him, eat a salad and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and be who you, be who you know you can be yeah. and act like the person you know you are. Um, so that was, that was a cool one on, on, 
uh, kind of a weird story on failure that, yeah. that, you know, and then he goes back and, um, you know, he's still kind of trying to figure himself out throughout the whole, throughout the whole movie. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see kind of what they, what they do with his character yeah. in the future. Yeah. I was just watching it the other day and I, I thought that was pretty impactful as well. She's just like, you just have to, you know, you can't be perfect in all situations, just be yourself. And I think that when you think about like this life and, and, and how we're not, we're imperfect human beings trying to be better men, trying to be better women, just people in general. And it's kind of like a, you know, like a stone in a river where the stone gets in the river and, it, and the river just chips out off all the hard edges and it smooths out that rock. And that's really what we're, this life is for is that's chip out all the edges. Yeah. Um, Tossed and turned until the edges are smooth. That's right. So well, let me share one of my stories. Well, I have a couple of stories. So these are just kind of like little little stories, but I think that they're really really cool. It's just about these different entrepreneurs. And for me, I've always kind of admired some of these entrepreneurs. And this is not the only way to fail. And I don't want to make it seem like, oh, if you don't make money, then you're a failure. That doesn't, you can succeed or fail in many different things. Just like, even little things like being a father, being kind, being anything. Uh, so James Dyson, the British inventor who designed uh, Dyson uh, vacuum cleaners, the company. So he's he, he was invented the dual cyclone bagless vacuum cleaner. Uh, and what people don't know about it is while developing the vacuum, he went through 5,126 failed prototypes before getting it right. That's uh, more than 40. Yeah, exactly. Uh, vacuum so vc 5126 <laughs> vacuum cleaner uh he also exhausted his savings in the process he's now worth over 4.5 billion dollars so and that one i just really learned persistence is that lesson and like he you know and everybody knows that the one about thomas edison and like he didn't fail all those times he just found all those like was it ten thousand ways didn't work or something like yeah. that yeah and so there was another one that uh, Dr. Seuss, I, I think everybody knows Dr. Seuss and you know, the the books, and they're just so unique. I don't think anything out there is else is quite like Dr. Seuss. It's very unique. And uh, it says that uh, he, he submitted his first book to uh, um, 27 different publishers, and all of them rejected it. So he was walking home and he was about to burn the manuscript because he's like, this is garbage, you know, I'm going to throw this away. He ran into one of his buddies um, from Dartmouth and he was like, well, I, I can, let me help you find a publisher for this book. And he did. And he went to, this other publisher picked him up and he went on to sell over 600 million copies of, of uh, his books. And so the lesson there, I think, is that sometimes if the wind isn't blowing, take your oars out you know sometimes you got to pivot a little bit and then that's when you're going to get success in this case you can't do it alone sometimes one man is not an island and so he's running into that friend maybe that was a a blessing for him is it yeah for sure god said you know you put all your effort into it and have faith that it'll work and i'll put someone in your way that'll help it bring it to the finish line and so that one's pretty cool i like the um the quote of um like what is luck and they say the luck is the intersection between um, preparation, opportunity, and preparation. Yeah, yeah, totally. Also, uh, you know, similar to that, uh, Walt Disney. He was fired from his job because he didn't have any creativity. <laughs> They're like, "You don't have any creativity. Get out of here." And then he started his own company, and obviously, we know how that ended up. Um, 
he's in, in Cryostasis. <laughs> I was going to say he's in Cryostasis <laughs> now. Yeah. He had some kind of cancer, right? And then he. I'm not sure. The legend is he's in Cryostasis beneath the castle in Disney World. And that, uh, you know, one day when they solve pancreatic cancer or whatever, they'll unfreeze him and he'll come back to life. Demolition Man. You know, he bought that. Uh, <laughs> Demolition. I remember that movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. He did, he, they bought that land from the CIA. You know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It, that whole Disney World used to be a swamp. And they bought it from the CIA. Probably for next to nothing. Yeah. It was a swamp. And then they turned it into this amazing, you know, look, think about how much business goes through Orlando. Anyway, my last one here is uh, J.K. Rowling. Uh, So, you know, she wrote the Harry Potter books. And she was, uh, she was an author during, let's see, it says, Rowling nurtured her vision to become an author during a seven-year period that included her, the death of her mother, divorce from her first husband, and raising her children in near poverty. So pretty stark conditions there. Uh, after her manuscript was repeatedly rejected by major publishers 12 times, in fact, a small London publisher chose to publish it only after the CEO's eight-year-old daughter begged her father to print the book. Uh, Rowling's Harry Potter books have sold over 400 million copies. Obviously, best-selling book, huge franchise. Reminds me of you ever seen that movie, Little Women? No. My Have wife, you seen my that movie beautiful, Little amazing wife, asked me to watch that movie with her, and I did. And the whole, th- I think it's off of a book. And like the whole thing was that like this girl wrote this book of Little Women, and then like she took it to a publisher. The publisher was like, "This is garbage." And they, she gave it like the first chapter, and. And then he's like, this is garbage. No one wants to read this. There's no love story. There's there's no, you know, all this stuff. And then, like, the guy's daughter's like, this book's amazing. You have to buy this. So it's kind of similar. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that happened in real life. I don't know. Interesting. It was a it was a, it was was a a chick flick that I watched with my wife. So. Cool. Um, I, I think those are all awesome stories. Uh, I mean, I, I think kind of the underlying characteristic in a lot of people, um, that overcome failure is perseverance and just like a, um, in a, a can do, a can do attitude. Uh, one of the things that I wrote down is, is optimism is a characteristic of someone who bounces back quickly from failure. Um, and the faster you bounce back, the better. That's why they say fail yeah. fast, um, and fail forward. Like just keep going. Just the faster you fail, the, the quicker you'll get to the end state where you're, Finding that success. Yeah. Sometimes that's easier said than done. Yes. Um, so kind of, uh, I guess, I guess a, a personal story for me, and I was, I kind of really tossed around how in depth I wanted to go with, uh, with kind of my personal story of failure. But, um, uh, mine is, um, so I graduated, um, college with a business degree in 2015 and um uh went to to work in california and 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 was enjoying what i was doing and um you know it was everything was going well but i really kind of hit a a roadblock where i needed to to pivot to something different um and uh, I was really racking my brain of, is this what I want to do? You know, I looked at, I looked at my manager and said, is this what I, is this where I want to be in 10 years? Is, do I want to have his job in 10 years? Yeah. And it was really, the answer was no. 
Yeah. And it was like, okay, well, I, I, it was searching through, well, well, what career opportunities do I have? You know, I was so early in my career and everything else. And, and I said, well, is this really what I want to do? Do I want to continue down this particular road and path? And um, I, after just tons of research and going back um, uh, to kind of the, going back to the beginning, um, I, I came to the conclusion that, that I wanted to go to uh, dental school. And um, with that, uh, obviously, there came lots of changes. And one of those things was I had to go back to school. I didn't have all of the prerequisites to be able to qualify for uh, dental school. And so I took a, a career move and the end goal for me was to hopefully create something by using my business degree in combination with um, uh, dentistry and, 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 and building something out of that. So I transitioned and moved back to North Carolina from California and um, went back to school taking uh, or chemistry classes and biology classes and all the prerequisite classes. So um, two years of almost almost two years of taking all these courses and semester after semester, um, I was at the point where I was about to complete all of those classes. And basically dental school applications come once a year um, around uh, the beginning of summertime, June, July. Um, and, uh, I was ready to apply. And so I went through, I, you know, I had taken the, the dental admissions test of the DAT. It's kind of like the equivalent to the MCAT for medical school. And I had taken it and, and done okay. Um, but I was at the point of application. So I filled out the whole application. I wrote all the essays and everything else, uh, to the schools that I, um, you know, thought I could get into number one and that I was interested in going to, um, sent in my application and hoped for the best. So I actually, uh, received, uh, an interview callback for one of the schools that I, I really wanted to go to. Um, so I, I went to the interview and thought that it went really well and I really enjoyed it. I thought that they really liked me. Um, but then I waited and I waited and I waited and I waited, and I finally got a um, uh, a letter of non-acceptance, basically, that I didn't get in. You know, I had read and everything that it was common not to get in your first round and everything else, and so I I was I was pretty upset. Um, and I was like, man, I've been working so hard. I felt that this was right. I felt that I should be doing this. Um, I put all this effort into it, and I said, well, I'm going to give it another round. So basically, I had... At this point, I had finished all of my schooling, and um, I had gotten a, a, a full-time job using my business degree to help support my family through, you know, life, obviously. Um, but in my off time, you know, and after after work, I was taking additional courses. I was uh, studying f- to retake the entrance exam and everything else, and basically throughout that whole next year, working to apply again. And, uh, so I, I put forth effort again until that next year and applied again. And, um, I didn't get in again, um, that second round. And it was, uh, it was extremely devastating. And I'm probably talking about it more lightly than my wife would talk about it. 
Um, but uh, it was hard um, to really see that as, you know, I saw that as a huge failure um, in, in my life. And so, you know, how did, uh, at that point, you know, after years uh, of, of trying to, you know, I felt like I was in, basically, I felt like I was in, I had two sinking ships that had holes in them. And I was trying to bail water out of both of them, and I I, I didn't I, I couldn't focus on one because if I focused on one, then the other one would sink. Or was it was it your career working? Yeah, and then your other one was the dental career. Yeah, and 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 probably that that might have been my problem too, is I didn't have you know all of my eggs in one basket. But when you have you know family and two kids to feed and and everything else, you know I just you know it it, it, it was a struggle definitely. Um, but but how did it make me feel? You know I was I was sad. Um. I was angry. I was embarrassed. Um, I was embarrassed from people, you know, for people who, who had supported me, friends and family who knew that I was going through that and everything else. Um, I was a little bit ashamed and felt that, man, if I only would have studied harder, if I would have done better, you know, if maybe if I would have done better on that one test or whatever else, you know, maybe it would have been different. Maybe if I wouldn't have said this in the interview and said this, then it would be different. Um, and kind of getting a lot like Thor. Yeah, right. Just like blowing up, like oh man. If I would have done this, I would have done that. Then I wouldn't be in the position I'm in. You know, was it a waste of time? You know, um, I really struggled, and and actually, you know, putting together my thoughts on this episode, I was just like, man, am I am I ready for this episode? I was like, I don't know. You know, I mean, I could talk about all this stuff and talk a big game and and say, oh, well, it's fine. But that's why I said the 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 failing quick and failing forward is, is kind of hard sometimes. Um, you know, I would say that I am still not completely over, um, that, that, that quote unquote failure, but, um, but I'm really starting to, to see maybe some of the, some of the, the benefits of it, right. Was, um, you know, was that step that I took in my life, maybe the end goal wasn't to be a dentist. Maybe it was to get me out of the career that I was in and put me into this new area, provide new opportunity. Maybe it was to get me closer to, um, you know, our family on this, uh, you know, on this side of the country and, and, or, you know, so we could create a Brothers Creed podcast. Exactly. So, you know, the, the more time passes by, the more I see, and kind of those scars fade. Um, the more I see that, hey, like this is this is kind of a direct result of of potentially this going, you know, the dental school thing not working out. Um, and, and I mean, I would consider myself a grinder in whatever I do. Like you know, whatever I try to do, I I, I try to put forth the best effort that I can and and move forward. Um, you know, sometimes you get bogged down, but, um, you know, where am I now? Uh, I still don't completely understand all the aspects of why it didn't work out, but I don't think I need to. And it would be hard to see that all within a couple years, you know, maybe 50 years down the road or maybe in the afterlife, I'll be like, dang, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Um, yeah, you know, but, uh, but the, well, sometimes I was going to say, the cool thing is, is that, you know, I wasn't sure, um, 
I wasn't sure at, at that time what, you know, what that whole period, what effect that was going to have on my, my kind of my, the, the grander aspect of my career in general. But uh, basically what I did is I continued along the, you know, my business path and what I had built into that, that career path. And um, through several different large blessings and opportunities, I, I was able to kind of direct my way and get my way into um, areas that uh, have been amazing opportunities uh, for me personally and for my family. And, and, you know, obviously will continue as far as further growth moving forward within a career. So one thing I like that I've heard uh, kind of similar to what you're saying is that I think Gary V said this, he said, you know, he had a chance to get in on like Instagram or, or maybe it was uh, Uber like back in the day. And he's like, if I got, if I had paid $20,000, which was my standard, like buy into a company, I would be a multi-billionaire today. And, uh, he's like, but I don't think about that as a failure or as like an issue. He's like, I think about that as like, well, maybe if I had done that, I would be, instead of being where I'm at right now, I would be, you know, five years ago. What what if I was, you know, on a, on a bus or, or on a, in a car in China and someone wrecked into my car and I died, you know, that took you on a whole different path. And what if that path was a bad path? What if you became a dentist and then, uh, something happened to where, you know, you guys were going to, uh, you know, you just, your trajectory in life changed. And then that something bad happened to your kids or your family because you were on that trajectory. Or Dr. Strange, where he got in a car accident and his hands went into the dashboard, into the and, his, dashboard and, his and he couldn't operate anymore. He's just... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a yeah a fictional, well, along the Marvel characters. <laughs> but yeah, really, he, he's like, I've, you know, but then he found a new calling. Yeah. And, and I think that that's just kind of how I think about when I, when I think of, uh, you know, things. And obviously, I haven't gone through what you've gone through, and that's, you know that's understandable, you know, and thinking back and like, oh man, that was such a hard time. And, but you know, we don't know. Sometimes I think everybody's, the Lord's ways are not our own ways. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's hard to compare one person's struggles to another, right? Because everybody is at a different mental state. Everybody is, um, you know, at different stages in their lives and, you know, what one person might have financial struggles and another person has marital struggles or another person has health struggles. And it is so hard to compare struggles or failures or whatever it may be. Um, but it, you know, it's one of the purposes of this, of this podcast is to be kind of a support chain and support net for each other and, and talking motivation and, and, um, you know, really kind of overcoming and developing, you know, overcoming hardship and developing who we are, continuing to become better in everything that we do. I hope you know that I never saw you as a failure. I saw you as as a success in that you were willing to try something that was really hard that you didn't know you could do, and you tried it and you gave it a good, you gave it a really good shot, and you're just like, hey, it didn't work out. Let's pivot to the next thing, and that's. That's success, being able to try something, give it your best, and then if it doesn't work out, then just pivot to something else, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, I have kind of a story that's not not exactly the same, but it's it's kind of similar in a way that just kind of how I reacted to it and maybe the wins and the oars kind of a thing. Um, so growing up, I never was really good at um, 
standardized tests like the ACT, SAT. I did bad on them in high school. And, you know, these are college aptitude tests. And I, I didn't do very good on it. And I always was very turned off or, or put off, I guess you could say, uh, that they said, oh, well, your aptitude for college is not very good. You know, you didn't do very good on this. I was like, how are you going to tell me how good I am going to be in college based off of a test I have to take in two hours on a Saturday, you know, before a lacrosse game? Yeah, it's just that is just so ridiculous to me. And so I, uh, you know, with that, I, I I wanted to go to Brigham Young University and in Provo just because that's where my parents went. That's where my older sister had gone. And uh, that's uh, there's actually there's three for those of you who don't know there's three Brigham Young University campuses just one in Provo, uh, and then there's two sister colleges in one in Hawaii and also one in Idaho, and uh, the one in Idaho is meaningfully easier to get into, uh, but still an excellent excellent school, uh, and so I got into BYU Idaho and I was like well I guess I'll just go there and then you know, maybe I'll I'll go to a semester or two and then I'll reapply to BYU see if I can go there, uh, just. You know, I, f- I felt like it was kind of like that was my parents' alma mater. I felt like I should go there. And so uh, I, you know, I went to school and I did, I actually had a quarter scholarship and I was kind of had this chip on my shoulder in that I was going to prove to myself and also prove to the school that I deserved and I was college material and I could, and that college aptitude test was totally BS. And so I, uh, I went to school and I did really, really well. I got all, uh, nearly all A's. In fact, I got from my first semester, after my first semester, I had a quarter scholarship based off of my grades in high school. And then after that, I had a full ride the entire rest of the four years that I was there. Based on academics? Based on academics uh, alone, my GPA. And uh, so I had a, above like a 3.85. Was he had to have above that. And so... I did really well, and uh, I, I just uh, I actually reapplied to BYU with those really good grades, and they denied me. And I was like, man, like what? What do I have to do? And I just realized that it's like maybe this is just the path I need to be on. And it was actually that semester that I met my wife, and so um, and I have four beautiful kids, boys, crazy boys. But it's just crazy how the, uh, things work out. And, and then like, and then that 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 goes continues because I was actually. Um, I was going to do my master's. I'm doing, I, I, was, I wanted to do my master's degree, and to do that, you have to take GMAT. And I'm like, man, this GMAT, I, I'm not good at these tests. And like, maybe I was just telling myself that, and, and I was like, no, I can be good at this. And so I, I really studied hard, and I took the test, and I just did okay. Um, but I, I didn't, in my mind, it's like, in the research that I had done, if you, if you don't get a, if you don't get your master's from a top-tier school, uh, then it really doesn't do you a whole lot of good to, to get it unless you're, especially if you're going to move across the country. So at the time I was living in Utah and I was like, well, you know, I, I could just get into a local school here, but no one's going to recognize that school out in the East coast. If I've ever moved to the East coast because I wanted to move back to Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. And so I, I was like, you know, just looking for other options. I didn't do as well as I'd hoped. Uh, and I was looking and it kind of allowed me to look for other options to where I didn't have to go to an in-person, uh, there's in-person squad have to take a break from work. Uh, I was able to continue working and I was able to do it all virtually, uh, which at the 
you know, now it seems just like every college is virtual. But uh, so I, I got a, I got accepted to uh, Northwestern University uh, for their master's in data science. And it was a great program. And that was probably the hardest thing I've ever done is uh, that master's degree. And it, it was well outside my comfort zone. Uh, lots of programming, lots of writing Python, writing code, writing R. Uh, and in one semester, I was working full time at Goldman Sachs. And I was in the end, I was working 50 hours a week. I said, well, Goldman, you're working 60 hours a week, period. And I was probably working an additional 50 hours a week on schoolwork. It was full bore. All, it was crazy. And uh, that was the hardest semester. Other, other semesters weren't like that, but uh, I just, and then I ended up, I got one A minus of all my classes, one A minus. And that was because of the semester that we moved here. We moved, we lived with my parents in the basement. I just got a new job. And it was just like, ugh, and so many things were changing, and and I got an A minus. So that, but other than that, I got all A's. So I, I feel like I proved to myself that those tests didn't matter. And like, even though you felt like a failure at one point in time, or you're, multiple you were points able, in time, I felt like a failure because yeah. I didn't do good on the SAT or the ACT, and then again because I didn't do as good as I hoped on the GMAT. Yeah, that's true. But I was like, you know what? This doesn't matter in the real world. Like, the GMAT doesn't matter. I got, I did this really tough, really hard, excellent from an excellent university and this, I did great at this, uh, masters and, and, uh, so I was very proud of that. And I feel like that's one of those things where if the wind's not blowing, just get your oars, you can find a way around it and you can yeah. still be successful. And, uh, I probably wouldn't have gotten a full ride, uh, for college at BYU based off my academics, but it had worked out great when I was at BYU Idaho, and BYU Idaho is an excellent school. And I would recommend anybody to go there. Uh, and I think it just kind of changed my mind. I just had that, when I was a little kid, I had it set in my mind to go to BYU, and then I changed my mind. You know, I, I guess I had it forced on me, but uh, it was kind of like, yo, you need to stay here. I, I just felt that, and I was like, okay. And, and then, then you met your wife. I met my wife, and then. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of my, my personal story of, I feel like, overcoming some failures. Yeah, that's great. I um, Transitioning into learning from... Um, learning from those failures. You know, we, we shared some stories, but I just wanted to kind of touch pace on some, just some kind of one-liners of moving forward, right? And don't be, don't be afraid of failure. Uh, don't be afraid of learning a hard lesson. Uh, don't fear failure. Don't, don't let it become paralyzing in, in making, in your decision-making process. Don't be, you know, well, what if it doesn't work out? Then I'm just not going to do it because if there's an option, option of it not working out. You know, don't do that. Um, spend time studying um, our, our own failures that we feel like we've had, you know, or, or setbacks, let's say. Study those. Study what we learn from them. Study other, you know, talk with other people. Talk about their opportunities of, of learning that they have had um, and, and kind of grow together. Um, I like this one. Have a plan to fix it and prevent it from happening again. There's a quick story. Um, in 1519, Captain Hernan Cortez uh, landed in Veracruz to begin his great conquest. Um, upon arriving, he reportedly gave the order to all of his men to burn the ships that they arrived in. No going back. Yeah. And basically, you know, there, there's a whole big thing about burn the ships. Yep. Right? Basically, he, in essence, 
gave them no other option but to succeed of their their goal of conquest. Yeah, um, you heard that a lot in like the entrepreneurial community. They would say, "You got to burn your ships." Yeah, take away that sure. that fallback, and this is the only option. I like I, I like that. I like that little. I do. Um, don't be when you fall. Get back on the horse. Um, don't just sit there and you know. Whenever we were playing lacrosse, we um, there was this one. Uh, goalie that we had on one of the teams that I played and whenever he would get scored on he would like throw a fit and lay on the ground and be like oh you know and just lay there and the, that always made the coach so mad because it was like so what they scored on you don't lay there and pout and throw a tantrum get up well it's because he felt embarrassed yeah get he felt, up he felt like a failure because he let the team down yeah, but people don't see it like that. It's just that sometimes people get in their own heads of what mm-hmm. people oh, they think other people perceive you as, and it's like you know that 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 sometimes we're in our own heads and that makes it even worse. Yeah, for sure. And as his teammates, I mean, yeah, obviously if he was like doing really bad, we're like, dude, what the heck? But he was a good goalie, and so from from our aspect, we're like, you know, just get up and get back on the horse and do your best again. Yeah. Um, and then. You know, being optimistic, we talked about that, and then being persistent, persistent and not giving up. If if it doesn't work out, you know, fall, fail fast and fail forward. There's something else yeah. out there. So let's. Uh, so what one thing we did previously with fatherhood that we like to do again is we we, we each wrote a quote. Uh, hopefully, these quotes will catch on and like they'll start quoting us. People will start quoting us. Yeah, like maybe Joe Rogan will be like, "Oh yeah, the great Jared, Jared Thomas, Thomas once said." <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, as if we just have to flood social media with all these quotes and then yeah. they'll be like, someone will pick them up, you know, and then Google will start having like an archive for us. Yeah. That's how we know. That's how we know we made it. Right. Yeah. We have archive of our quotes. Yeah. You know what happens when you when you Google Ethan Thomas? What? There's a, a video game character named Ethan Thomas and it's like just pages and pages and pages of Ethan Thomas, a video game character. And I'm like, I'll never get to the top of that list. Yeah, you will. <laughs> my, if you Google my name, it's basically there's so many people named Jared Thomas. You would never find me. One in a million. So that's why, that's why I'm like, oh, you know, I guess uh, yeah, that's a little cybersecurity right there. Yeah, or maybe I don't <laughs> want to get found. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so, so do you have your okay, quote? I'll do it. So I said, if you are afraid to fail, you will be afraid to try new things. If you don't try new things, you will never grow to meet your full potential. Falling short of your potential is the true failure. Jared Thomas. I like it. Yeah. Kind of, I kind of said that same thing earlier, but... Uh, and if, if you know me, that's kind of a, a very logical step through. Uh, I mean, I'm a very logical and, and pragmatic, so uh, just step analyze that. Stepping through that, it's like, well, if you don't do this, then you're not going to do this, and then this happens, and that's the true failure. Yeah, for sure. So mine said, um, sometimes the pain of failure leaves scars that can hurt for a long time, but what separates true failure from success is how we respond to it. Not learning from things that don't go how we planned is the true definition of failure. I like that. Yeah, Ethan Thomas. <laughs> Quote, unquote. <laughs> Very good. Well, this has been awesome. I, I you know, I think that uh, there's so much here. There's so much we could have talked. There's so much more to this. and uh, But I think we've shared some great stuff. And thank you for sharing your, your story. Uh, yeah, you too. Sometimes it can be difficult to be vulnerable. But I think that that is the way that you grow. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, um Everybody listening to this on podcast, you can uh, find us on Instagram at a.brothers.creed. Also, you can find us on our YouTube channel uh, if you want to see our pretty little faces. Um, 
go over and uh or my growing it, beard yeah check it out uh give us a subscribe to the channel subscribe to uh the podcast also if you can uh you know give us a review uh or i mean if, if you can give us five star review and uh, maybe maybe a couple comment maybe comment on how the good it is people say hey, these guys are great or it's whatever free. uh i think that helps with our uh our rankings and maybe might help other people discover us so if you could do that that'd be appreciated Awesome. Well, let's uh, continue to build that creed together. Let's do it.